Hi everyone, this is Brendan from Junior Legacy Egg. I'm doing a podcast takeover with my mama for this episode as we talk about one of my favorite places in Edmonton. Hope you enjoy! You're listening to The Love Yegg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Love Yegg Show. My name is Sherry Beauchamp. I am the very special co-host today. Um, Jesse is uh, not available for this one, so we're going to do... I invited somebody who actually really, 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 really is a big fan of the guest, my son, Brandon Scheibel. You want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> Hello. So um, today our guest is, it's he's Tim. His name is Tim, and he is from Fit Set Ninja here in Edmonton. They've been around for about two and a half years. The concept has been around a little longer. He's going to tell us about that. But uh, welcome, Tim. Thanks so much, Sherry and Brendan. Really nice to be on here. Awesome to have you. Um, I was just kind of saying before, we actually have uh, a little bit of history with you guys. We had uh, one of our family events. We had had some um, basically like gifts or raffle prizes is what it was, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the the family one. And you guys we're one of the first ones to jump on board and be like, yeah, we're going to, you know, do a birthday, uh, a birthday party for, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like, those are the kind of businesses that we just, we just feel so lucky to have mm-hmm. in, in Edmonton because, um, you guys are always like the first to jump in on, you know, community events or supporting however, whatever way you can. Um, so we're really, we're really happy to have you here. Yeah. Plus, Brendan's a really big fit set ninja guy. Mm-hmm. I can tell by the look on his face when you say <laughs> fit set ninja. <laughs> so for anybody who hasn't uh, been to your guys' um, setup, or your guys' gym, which is now also a park we hear, but um, can you kind of tell us about, you know, what, what is fit set ninja and, you know, what do you guys do? For sure. Fit set ninja is a... Uh, 20,000 square foot uh, American Ninja Warrior style obstacle facility. So we um, we have set up in this warehouse all the different obstacles that you'd see on the, the TV show. So big warped walls, um, big rigs with swing elements and climbing elements and balance. Um, all set up in different ways around the uh, around the gym. And we, um, when it's not COVID, we have a variety of different ninja classes for people that are um, looking to train or actually compete. Uh, we host competitions at our facility. And then we have a lot of just opportunities for people to come out and have fun, whether it's at a birthday party or um, a school field trip or just someone dropping in wanting to uh, try out the obstacles that they've seen on the show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It makes me think back to like Gladiator. I don't know if that's like the original version of it, but you know, the old school uh, American Gladiator. I don't know if it was American or just Gladiator, but um, 
-hmm. that's kind of a spin-off but you guys are more focused on you know the fitness part and you have challenges and stuff that go along with that too right like tournaments mm -hmm. and totally totally yeah. yeah um last 2020 was actually the very first year of it was the inaugural year of the canadian ninja league where we were a, a member gym and so we were able to host um, an official sanctioned Canadian Ninja League uh, competition where um, that organization is affiliated with an organization in the States um, called the Ultimate Ninja Athlete Association that hosts a world championship. So it's, uh, it's cool that it's a growing sport and there's some ways to kind of get synced into these bigger uh, championships. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. How did, uh, so how does the concept evolve? You mentioned, you know, it kind of started as something else and you kind of evolved into the Fit Set, Set Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. Totally, totally. So I'll, I'll be honest, I would have never thought in a hundred years that I'd be running and owning a, a Ninja Warrior training facility. <laughs> um, I do come from an athletic background. My, uh, my, uh, my sport was volleyball. And so for about 15 years of my life, um, my goal and um, all of my um, work was was around the goal of going to the Olympics and pursuing a professional athletic career. So I played with the Golden Bears at the U of A and then um, moved to Ottawa to the full-time uh, national team training center before playing a few years uh, overseas in Germany. And um, after a few years overseas, I was I decided to come back to Canada. I was doing uh, long distance with uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife and, and mother to my two, uh, two little children. And so came back to Canada and really wanted to get into business for myself. Um, and it took me a while, a lot of this feeling that I, I wanted something else in my life. And um, at this point for the last 15 years, fitness had always been a really important part of my lifestyle. And uh, after I stopped playing pro, uh, came back to Canada and for about a couple of years, I just kind of like dropped fitness. I had nothing to, no sport to train for, no like goal or competition to move. And I started getting out of that lifestyle. And um, it, was my, it was my wife that kind of got us back into it. And, and we started doing uh, fitness classes at a variety of different local studios around the city. We started doing a boot camp in the River Valley called Soldiers of Fitness. And then we were doing yoga at uh, Meta Yoga Edmonton, formerly Moksha Yoga. And, and we did this kickboxing class and we had these memberships. Um, at each of these studios and this is where the, this is around the time where I just really wanted to get into business but I didn't know know how or what and um, somebody gave me a nudge and then so they said Tim you got to stop just talking about the business you got to do it you got to mm -hmm. just make a move and do it and so at that time I said I'm going to start it I'm going to start this business I had kind of an idea in my head and I'm going to do it until it's dead and when it when the business is dead, it, that means I've given it an honest effort. And so, um, my wife and I, we had these different fitness passes. We were going to our to these different studios, and we um, we we're dropping like three four hundred dollars a month on fitness memberships. And right. so I thought there's got to be a way to to go to these 
cool studios and get this variety in fitness without uh, dropping a ton of cash. And so we started a company called Fitset, which was Edmonton's first um, multi-studio fitness pass where we had partnered up with originally about 10 different local studios. And we built an app that would connect with these studios. Um, and people would be able to subscribe to our Fitset pass and book classes at all of these different boutique fitness studios. Um, we started with 10, we grew it up to about 85 studios. And um, was working on that for, for about five years. Um, made a lot of mistakes, didn't really know how to build a, build an app. It was, it, was a, it was a learning experience, but the business was growing just enough to, to keep me going at it. Yeah, yeah. Really making enough money to, to, for it to be a career. And so um, this is kind of where it all uh, changed is we thought for Fitset Pass, this multi-studio pass that um, we wanted to do something big. We wanted to do a big marketing opportunity or like a big marketing push to, um, to get you know, everyone in the city aware of this Fitset Pass. And so we thought, well, what a, what a cool, what a cool way if, if we set up an obstacle course indoors in the wintertime. And so we were able to secure a short-term lease at Kingsway Mall in the former Sears space. And the plan was just to do this for three months. Yeah. And oh, we'd get all this awareness and people would hear about this cool Fitset Pass company and we'd get a whole bunch of new customers. And that didn't that didn't really happen. But when we opened up the, the, the Ninja course at Kingsway Mall, just it just blew up. And we after after a few months, the, the ninja business was um, doing better than the, the Fitset best past business after like five years of working on this. So we uh, we came together and just realized that we were having a ton of fun. We were able to see all the impact we we're having on people and kids and families and decided to go all in on the Fitset Ninja. We, uh, we found a new facility after the lease expired at Kingsway and then we phased down the Fitset Pass business and um, have been, yeah, really pumped at uh, the opportunity on the Ninja side and just, yeah, all the fun that it's, uh, that it's brought me and my staff and all the people coming through our doors. Mm -hmm. I remember that that time you went to the Kingsway yeah. location, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I ran through the course a couple times. No way, no way. Do you? Difficult. Parts of it were pretty difficult, but I managed it. You remember how we had to take out the ceiling in order to get that warped wall up there because it was so high. We had to remove the ceiling around the top of the the, the store. It was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. I never got to see it, but they, you and Ty got mm -hmm. to go. He was like a couple years ago, obviously, right around the time you're talking. Mm -hmm. um, so he was a little bit shorter, little um, mm -hmm. trying to figure out all the things. So he would love to go back now, right? Oh. And be able to do just mm -hmm. that much more of the of the apparatuses. And because I'm now stronger and taller and I can run faster. New challenge. Yeah. So I can do more things. Totally. How, how old are you, Brandon? I'm 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good age. Cause now you're, yeah, you're a little bit taller, you're a little bit stronger. Um, and a lot of the, like 
10, like between eight and 12 is a really good age for ninja because a lot of people have, um, yeah, lead, like, like a big guy like me, mm-hmm. I have a ton of trouble just like holding my whole body weight up. Mm-hmm. Where when I was your age, I felt like I could do monkey bars and swinging around <laughs> like no problem. But now that I'm an adult, just that hanging stuff is, is just so much harder for adults. Like how, like, how do you do that school program you have? Like, what's going on there? Oh, our, um, our academy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was kind of like, a, this was a kind of a COVID-19 pivot in the business because um, before the pandemic, 50% of our business was school field trips, Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. We would have schools coming in all week, every day. Totally, totally. Like Edmonton Public, Edmonton Catholic, there's a whole bunch of school divisions. And once the pandemic hit, that went to zero. And we were just thinking, like, how are we going to keep this business going without 50% of our of our revenue. And so just started um, brainstorming with the team and thinking about um, how, w- what we could do. And at that time, um, the government was just announcing that um, you know, kids are going to go back to school, but there'll be an online option. And I remember there were a lot of parents that were just really struggling and not sure what to do, not feeling comfortable to send their kids back to in-person school um, but not able to stay home with their kids full time while they're doing the online learning. And so we thought, um, wow, we have a 20,000 square foot facility that is vacant and there's not be too much going. There's not going to be anything going on during the day. Why don't we set up a classroom? Um, we upgrade our Wi-Fi, get some desks. We ended up hiring a couple teachers and we launched our academy, which was a, a modified school experience for, for students who weren't ready to go back to in-person school, but wanted to uh, stay active, do their schooling online and um, do it all from our facility. That's pretty cool. And smart how you thought of using a big empty space that no one uses anymore and turning it into a classroom where it helps both the parents and the students. Totally. Yeah, that was the that was the that was the exact goal of what we we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Your space it's pretty um is pretty unique, right? Mm-hmm. Like you There's guys a lot got of murals there. Yeah, you guys got lots of painting, local artists doing stuff in there. Can you talk a little bit about how that all came about and and why that's important to you guys? Totally. Totally. This that there's a there's a history to all of these murals and it, it started actually at Kingsway. Hmm. first set up temporarily there we um i mean you remember kingsway mall it was a uh the sears space it was just massive and yeah. we were only in there temporarily so we didn't we didn't spend a, a bunch of money on like um you know painting the place it, it pretty much was an obstacle course in an old sears space yeah <laughs> We thought, okay, what can we do here to make it look a little bit less like an old Sears space? And we hired a couple painters to paint the big columns black in the mall or in in the former Sears space. And they came and they did the job. And at the end of it, they 
came up to me and they said, Tim, um, just so you know, we're actually, uh, you know, this painting gig is kind of our side gig, but we're actually professional um, mural artists. And we run a company called Rust Magic and it's a big um, mural festival in the city. Mm-hmm. And they said, would you mind if we came in here maybe like in the evenings or weekends when you're not here and did some murals on these big empty walls? Because uh, we really love a paint place to paint in the summer. And I said, sure, of course. That would like, what a, what a win-win getting yeah. these professional artists to uh, do these murals in our like kind of, you know, not, not the, the prettiest looking uh, space. And so they, they started coming in in the evenings and there was one point every other day we'd walk in there and we'd turn a corner and we'd just get our mind blown with these massive, beautiful, lifelike murals. It's like just um, walking into a new space every day. Yeah. Except totally. it's, the same space. it's the same space looking different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was like, this, it was a new surprise every, every single day. And then they started telling some, some more of their friends to come in. So we started having a crew of, of artists that were in there in the evenings until literally almost every wall in that whole space <laughs> painted and people from the mall were just coming in. They like wanted to just look at the murals cause it was so mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But that's how it started. We, we developed a relationship with, um, with uh, Trevor Peters and Annalisa Toledo from Rust Magic, who introduced um, us to AJ Loudon, who's a... Uh, who I was going to ask if he did it, if he did yeah, it. Yeah, AJ did some of the really cool stuff in there, and that's kind of how it transitioned over to our new space. Um, when we got shut down last March because of COVID-19, we... Um, we started um, just cleaning up the gym a little bit. We thought, okay, how, we don't know how long we're going to be shut down, but let's paint the floors. We knocked down some walls to add a little bit of space. And at that time, I was just chatting with AJ, and he, uh, he pitched me the idea of creating some portraits, some big lifelies portraits for our coaches as kind of a, a reopening thing where when we came, when, when everyone came back and the gym reopened, we'd have these big um, life-size uh, spray-painted portraits of our coaches kind cool. of way to just uh, cool. show, show tribute to them. And it kind of happened the same thing. AJ was working on this project that we can commission him for. And um, we had these big white empty walls and he mm-hmm. said, Hey, like, do you mind if I, I do some stuff in here? And I said, you, you might <laughs> go to town, AJ. It's like and a win-win for both of you. You want the walls decorated and he wants to paint something. Exactly. And that, that was the, that was the real, the beauty in the, in the partnership is it, it was a win for us for sure. Mm-hmm. But him and for some of the artists, it was a way for them to try out some things that they wouldn't otherwise have a chance to try out with their own artistic you know, mm-hmm. creativity um, to a point where that was what the space was used for. And we, he, EJ um, started referring to Fitset Ninja as the Fitset Ninja mural lab, where he would come in, he'd curate some other artists and they would do things that they 
otherwise wouldn't have a chance to do some ideas that they maybe wanted to wanted to try for another commission but weren't able to or just some things that some new techniques or things that they wanted to try out um, we gave them full creative freedom on what they did on the walls and in return they just filled up the walls masterpieces it's crazy how it can go from here's one day you look around and you just have an obstacle course the wall is white there's a bunch of white walls then you come back in like a week and half of those walls are filled with um like huge murals incredibly lifelike totally how do you know aj um from our metro session gotcha we did an interview with him cool city that's through city school right what is it through some sort of metro site thing so they come into our class and show us the hidden stories of Edmund. cool yeah so sure. so does that mean you know who piney p is yes <laughs> oh yeah he talked about it almost the whole time <laughs> and i'm guessing piney p was in the paintings totally yeah we have a we have a portrait of piney p up on our walls and then we also have a little mural of uh, piney p um, fighting a pack of ninjas and <laughs> imagine that's pretty hard because Piney P doesn't have any arms or legs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's perfectly appropriate. It's a ninja training. <laughs> so, and then Piney P fighting, well, at least trying to fight ninjas. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool to see once we did reopen, just seeing the look on all of our, um, old customers' faces when they were coming back into the gym after this transformation and coming in and just seeing all of this art that was complete. Nobody expected it. Mm -hmm. Just really being uh, just their jaw drop. It was a really uh, rewarding experience. Yeah, it's almost like you walk into your house one day, it looks like you expect it to, and then you, and then you walk into your house another day and it's all decorated up with murals and all that. You kind of fun, huh? Yeah. So it's like nobody was expecting for um, the place. They're still expecting the white walls, just the obstacle course. But then they walk in and they're mind blown Boom. about like what transformation that place just took. That'd be cool to see. We'll have yeah. to go visit. Hey? Mm -hmm. So you guys um, did a lot of pivoting during the pandemic. Oh. You did the, the academy and now you guys also have a park. Yeah. Can you yes. tell us a bit about what, uh, how that all transpired? Totally. The Ninja Park is our most recent pivot. Mm -hmm. And that came about from, well, first, first off, just the, as case numbers were, were rising you know, earlier, end of, all throughout April, I had a feeling and our team had a feeling that, okay, you know, Ontario is making more restrictions, BC. Mm -hmm announcing more restrictions. It's only a matter of time before Alberta right. poses more health restrictions. So we thought we were going to get ahead of the game and we planned to move all of our classes outside and continue operating with an outdoor ninja course. And so when they made the announcement that, okay, indoor group fitness is now not allowed, we thought, okay, great, we're ahead of the game. We will just move our classes outside. We already got the course planned. And that was on the Thursday 
And then the following Tuesday, the government announced further restrictions where no outdoor group training was allowed, not even um, one-on-one personal training. And so we were really limited in what we were able to do. Um, and the, the one thing that was allowed um, by, by the government was... Um, family training? Family training. Exactly. If you're, if you're doing it in a family cohort. And so we, uh, we kind of turned our outdoor group training course into a, more of a park style format that was limited to one family cohort at a time. And so our staff member, um, we, they, we have a little ledge that's in our building. We call it the, the lifeguard stand where the staff member kind of sits up there away from everyone else. And every hour on the hour, a new family comes in. They can go use the course. Um, we've set up a few different challenges in the course and, and, and a couple different routes that people are able to try out. We switch it up every two weeks, and it's been super popular. It's, uh, it's been really fun. We get the music going and um, lots of people coming through. Another thing I wanted to ask is like, um, in your Fits at Ninja locations, does the course stay the same all the time or do you change it up? Um, we change it up every few months. Um, yeah, we change it up every few months. We'll flip out different obstacles. Um, we'll kind of rearrange things. Um, so yeah, we try and keep it fresh. Cause like I remember um, going there once and having to roll this gigantic wheel, which was not easy. <laughs> and then I went there again, and I don't I don't remember seeing it. Like I don't it's think it's gone. Totally, yeah, yeah. We we only have a limited amount of um, obstacles that can fit on our rigs, yeah. so. Yeah, every couple months we'll we'll switch it up, or for for a big competition or anything like that, we'll try and keep it fresh and switch up the obstacle elements. So, Tim, are you actively competing? Or are you um, just doing it for fun now with your family? What was your sort of level of? Yeah, I'm not an engine athlete. I'm definitely not an engine athlete. I'm amateur. I'll go out and I'll. Um, play around a little bit. Um, but, um, ever since having my, uh, my, my second kid here, it's, I, there was a, there was a small stint where I started training and I was you know going to compete in a competition, but then COVID happened and it kind of got pushed to the wayside. So still really active. Uh, I've, I've been getting into running and, uh, doing lots of weightlifting. I've built a home gym since the whole pandemic started, but I leave the, the, the hardcore ninja moves to my coaches and the athletes who are uh, quite talented. Hmm. Um, I was wondering like, what, what is your favorite, like favorite obstacle in, let's say the ninja part? Well, I'll tell you my, my favorite obstacle, um, share this favorite obstacle with many people and it is the warped wall uh and the reason exactly it's the big wall that you run up and um it's my favorite because one it's challenging Mm -hmm. and i i personally 
remember trying to get up the big warp wall for months and not being able to do it. And then finally being able to get it and you get and pull yourself up. It's just such a cool feeling of accomplishment. And I remember feeling that at Kingsway Mall the very first time I did it. And since then, just seeing so many you know, kids, teenagers, adults attempt the warped wall so many times and just seeing like the, the failure, the pain, the frustration of not being able to get it, mm -hmm. but the perseverance of people that just will keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and getting closer and closer and closer. And just the, uh, yeah, the, the being able to see people accomplish that obstacle, especially for the first time after not being able to do it, is such a cool experience. Mm -hmm. And it just, uh, just seeing the look on their face and the, the, the feeling of pride and accomplishment that people have, it's, it, it makes the warped wall my, my favorite obstacle. I did it. I made it up. <laughs> I've only made it up just past halfway, but pretty good for um, seven-year-olds. Totally. And especially if you've only done it, you know, once or twice, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot. Takes a lot yeah. You've been doing it for a couple months and then you've got it. I've been, I've done it for like two days and I haven't got it. So it's not really a surprise because you're not going to get something right when you first attempt it. I think that's the point, the po point of the sport though, right? Yeah. Is like, it's like these little challenges built in all the way along and it's like playing any other sport. Mm -hmm. You, it's a great workout and you kind of forget there's a fit fitness component to it because you're being challenged, not only physically, but also mentally trying to navigate mm -hmm. these things and run up the side of a wall. Like it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's like, so you're trying to just because like on the work wall, when I kind of navigate my way through the rest of the um, obstacles to get there, I'm, I kind of think of the other obstacles as like, like I'm a bulldozer and I need to push away dirt <laughs> and then all that, all the other obstacles are dirt and then I just push the dirt away. And then when I finally get to that tower, of sand then it'll take me a couple tries like a lot a lot of tries but i can get it so that's kind of how i think of it and you know what brendan that's like a ninja that mm -hmm. truly is the most important thing and that's what we're like this whole pan pandemic and how we're doing it that mindset is i you know i can confidently say that mindset is the reason that we're still here today and we've made it through this pandemic and that mindset that you know no matter what happens that you know you know you're not going to get it the first time and all right with that and just trying again and again and again mm -hmm. that's something that we really work hard to um to share with with people that come to our facility yeah. They, they walk in and I mean, you've been in there before mm -hmm. uh, you see all these obstacles, big warped walls, big hanging things. They're intimidating. Yeah. And there's a lot of people. How am I going to get up here? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? 
Totally. And in a couple of months of training, you're going to be thinking back to that moment when you're thinking how you're going to go run up the warped wall. And you're thinking about that on the top of the warped wall. And like, I've improved a lot since then. Totally. Totally. And then there's a lot of people that, um, you know, don't off the bat, they, they think, oh, man, like, I didn't get it. Well, mm, I guess that's, I guess ninja isn't for me. And so it's, um, it's good to have kids that have the same mindset as you that are in there that are really able to help a lot of these new kids that, that you know, haven't yet uh, fostered that ninja mindset is what we call it. Um, because that's, uh, I think that's really what makes awesome ninja athletes and um, you know, just people that can get through hard things. You don't think, oh no, this is super hard. It's going to be tremendously difficult to get through. You think about what's going to happen once you get through and how you're going to do it. And then you just do it. Don't think about how hard it is. Just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, obviously now more than ever, we need that kind of mindset, right? And so it's. I think it's really cool that you're introducing kids to it through in a fun play way, right? Where they maybe don't even realize it. Um, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Are you, Tim, are you an Edmonton guy? Are you from Edmonton? Um, originally from Grand Prairie. Very good. Born in Peace River, Alberta and grew up in Grand Prairie. Um, went to college for a couple of years at Red Deer College. Yeah. Um, and then did three years at university here at the U of A that, that was in my volleyball days. So all of my decisions at that point in my life were volleyball related where at that point, Red Deer was like the top college. They were right. Yeah. Had a bunch of national championships under their belt. So I had to go to Red Deer and then U of A <laughs> was always kind of my dream to play with the golden bears. Um, but now I call Edmonton home. I've been here for the last little while and just, just love it. Did, uh, well, a couple of things that, that makes me think of. I'm from Slave Lake. We go up north all the time. That's where we camp mm-hmm. and stuff in the summer. So we yeah, spend we a lot of time. we came back from there yesterday. We sure did. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're very familiar with uh, with northern Alberta for sure. But I'm thinking of your playing days. And I'm not sure exactly when it was. But do you know um, Marie Grappentin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marie's yeah. a little bit older than me. But when I was with the national team, he was yeah. – uh, he was with the national team and uh yeah yeah i uh, knew him like from uh elementary school and then we both ended up at u of a at the same time and he was playing volleyball and i was playing hockey so it's kind of a crazy small world yeah marie's a, a legend in the canadian volleyball world yeah 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 um so is it so what do you guys i know it's kind of like an unpredictable time um, no one's really sure of like timelines or all that kind of thing, but, um, where are you guys at with everything? What are you, what are you kind of looking towards in the next few months whenever opening starts again? Um, you know, and, and what, what do you say to families who are, you know, maybe on the fence about going back to gyms and places like that, you know, um, what, what would you say to them? Totally. Well, we're, um, I mean, I'd say to, I'd say to those families, like, you know, when, when you're ready to come back to the gym, we're ready to have you. There's yeah. uh, many different situations out there and different comfort levels. And, 
we're just trying to be as um, you know in inclusive to to as many people as we can. So um, at this point in time, we are optimistic that uh, this is the final push, and there's light at the end of the tunnel for businesses to reopen. Mm -hmm. uh, we have really high, uh, we got a really audacious vision with Fitset Ninja. So we've um, been using this kind of downtime to really work in the background on our uh, Ninja training curriculum, on our uh, coaches development, on some improvements to the gym, and just really kind of planning out um, what the business is going to look like in a, in a couple of years from now. Um, we really want to be the team that brings Ninja as a sport mainstream right across Canada. And uh, this location here in Edmonton is really our, our testing grounds to prove our, our model and um, figure out the Ninja athlete development uh, model. And um, it's, it's such a new sport that there isn't a whole bunch of other organizations that are working on it. So um been spending a lot of time on that and just kind of looking at the specific skills required to be an athlete and how to break that down and bringing in some some expertise on um on coaching and just kind of getting our coaches to a to a new level um so when we do open up we can really come back with a with a super strong product and just provide a really awesome experience to everyone that comes through i think I like it. another thing that's I'm really good with your experience is that the courses like yeah they're very ninja related but you don't have to think of them that you have to train for a ninja that's the only thing you can train for here like sometimes I think of it because I like to pretend I'm a police guy so I can I sometimes use like when I go to that place um I think of it as police training not ninja training but like they're kind of the same thing. So you can use that place for different things. Totally. We have the Edmonton police recruits come every year mm -hmm. to, to Ninja to do some of their training. So it's it definitely police training goes on there. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's why, that's why I think of it as police training. Can I sometimes also think of it as military training, but it's kind of, when you kind of put them all together, they're not really different. So it's basically the same thing. A lot of training goes on at our house. Oh, Military, what? police, um, ninja, you know. <laughs> I think uh, what I love about, you know, kind of new sports, about, like what you guys are doing is like the cross training that's involved, right? Like, you know, you see some people just go down the, 12 months of the year playing the same sport, right? Where I think, you know, kind of the cross training and some of the stuff that's involved with what you guys are doing and just switching it up a bit and, and it's all going to benefit you in the end. Right. So I think that's the really cool part about um, a new sport. Like what you guys are doing is just, there's a ton of cross training involved in it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. What a, one of our uh, last questions that we ask is, um, the podcast was developed around our events legacy egg. And so uh, one of the main questions that we ask our, our guests at the end is, you know, how do you, how do you want to be remembered? What's sort of your, your legacy? What are you looking to, you know, for out 10, 15, 25 years, 
you know, your, your kids have kids, uh, you know, what do you want them to, um, to think about or realize about what you're doing with Fits, Fits at Ninja? Yeah. Um, we, I really want to, um, you know, when this business is all said and done 10, 15, 20 years from now, who knows, um, to know that we made a real impact. And, um, to me, that means, um, not just at the, the local level here in Edmonton, we are, we are making an impact, but we, we're really serious when we say we, um, want to be the team that, that brings this ninja movement right across Canada and be able to replicate the, um, the things that we are doing here in Edmonton when we see kids that are coming into our gym, you know, not confident, a little bit shaky in their head, I can't do this, they try it, oh, it's, this isn't for me. And just being able to give them the motivation to you know, try, try again. Just like what you were saying, Brendan. Like, you know, I can, I can do this. Like, let me, let me try again. And then seeing them do that and just develop confidence, and seeing them come back two, two months later, with just, uh, just a different, a whole different person. Um, confidence, having more of an identity, really, really being a, a ninja athlete, and just seeing that happen here in Edmonton at our facility just motivates me to figure out how we can grow this and how we can um, provide that experience to people in other areas around the, around the city, around the province, around, around the country. And um, yeah, that looks like, uh, I mean, there's the American Ninja Warrior TV show. There's the um, Australian Ninja Warrior, UK Ninja Warrior. Um, we want to get to a point where we've we've built it up and provided a big enough impact to, um, yeah, to attract production companies to make the Canadian Ninja Warrior and have kids. Edmontonian, Edmontonian Ninja Warrior, Albertan Ninja Ninja Warrior. Yeah, oh. Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we want to we want to make an impact um, right across the country and and hopefully hopefully further. I think you are making a pretty big impact right now. Thank you. I really appreciate that. We really love what you guys stand mm -hmm. for and, and what you're doing. Um, obviously, it's important for our kids to develop these kind of skills. Uh, you know, not just the physical part, but like we've been talking about the ninja mindset. Um, mm -hmm. It's a it's a really cool thing that you guys are doing. So thank you for taking the time to um, speak with us. And uh, we're going to come visit soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I want right to see the Ninja Park now. No, not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right on. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, really happy to be on here. Cool. If you were inspired by our show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening.